Um, <laughs> was we didn't get to, I forgot to talk about, um, uh, Iraqi, uh, rocking those, uh, black air forces. Um, mm. I mean, now I just hear, I can just, that's pretty great to me. Like, especially with him, cause you don't know if he gets the reference or not. He, he probably does. That's the wild thing. He might fuck around and show that he does. We're gonna see a character in the next in JoJo Part Nine with Black Air Forces stomping mm-hmm. up on somebody. <laughs> Aaron, how 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 does it feel that uh, Iraqi has like joined you as a member of like the Black Air Force Brotherhood? I'm in esteemed. I'm in the esteemed and rarefied air of potential now. I see. <laughs> It makes me it makes me truly happy. Yeah. I can see why part five was so gangster now. I was gonna say, like that certainly explains like a lot of the franchise now. Yeah. Especially the fights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like, why is this stand punching somebody when it could just do all this other shit and you look at his shoes and you're like, Oh. Yeah. It makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> Now we just gotta get somebody to make go through part three and just head in shelter with black air forces in the desert. Howdy, everybody, and welcome to yet another exciting edition of the Black Anime Nerds Podcast. I'm Max. I'm joined by our esteemed panel. Um, we've got Justin Harwell. Hey, man, what's up? And Mr. Xavier Arterberry. What's up? <laughs> um, we'll be joined by uh, Aaron uh, Coutte a little bit later, um, but for now, just be the three of us. Um, We'll kind of get the ball rolling here with um, some pretty big news that dropped this past week. Um, we ha- we've got two big uh, announcements uh, pertaining to Bleach. Um, uh, the first thing is uh, Bleach uh, creator Kubo has a new project in the works. Um, we don't have any details on what that project is. Um, but we can guess it's probably a new manga series or Bleach spinoff, or um, it might even be related to some new uh, like video game character designs, kind of like what he did with Sakura, Sakura Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second half of the news is a 20th anniversary announcement. Um, this is kind of exciting because usually when big series have anniversary announcements like this it, it generally means that there's maybe a uh reboot or a return of of some kind um we just saw that um a month ago when it was announced that um uh, we'd be getting a dragon quest die um reboot kind of uh commemorating the anniversary of that series um so it could be that it could be um the burn the witch OVA uh, announcement. Um, there's been rumors of an OVA going around lately, so that might be it. 
Um, but yeah, uh, what are your guys' thoughts on uh, the bleach news that we got? We can start with Xavier. Well, I don't want to be like the Debbie Downer, but I'm pretty sure that final arc of the manga, fine, sure. But I read it. I'm still not excited about it because there's so many plot holes or whatever. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think that people should be like automatically assuming it is going to be that arc. But I am curious to see what it is because maybe it is um, that new OVA that was brought up a while back. So I'm curious about it. But if it's the if it's the if it's a new Bleach manga, that's cool too. But I think it'll mostly be like maybe a game or something. Yeah. Or just like different project i don't think because i don't think it would be like labeled a new project if it was like an old manga chapter right but if it's we'll see what happens yeah no i'm kind of in agreement with you like um the the phrasing that they use suggests that something that something new um maybe not related to bleach maybe i mean could, like yeah, like you were saying, a game or maybe a new series. I mean, we we just saw like Kishimoto uh, last year roll out uh, Samurai Eight, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean Kubo. I mean he's been keeping himself busy with d- different um, things here and there, but he's been kind of absent from the scene. So I'm sure he's been um, conjuring up something. So this might be it. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Cool. Um, I guess we can uh, kind of just roll into our uh, AdMod Ad Watch review of uh, Somali and the Forest Spirit. Um, we apologize uh, um, for not having an episode last week to cover episode three. We just had some scheduling, uh, uh, scheduling snafus, but we've decided to just um, – review episodes three and four here in this episode. So it'll be a little bit longer, but um, we just wanted to make sure to cover both of those for you guys. Um, We can uh, start with episode three. Um, I'll kind of just read off a uh, plot synopsis of episode three, and then we can um, kind of dig into our thoughts on the episode. Um, So here we go with that. Um, Yeah. Episode 3 begins with Golem and Somali continuing their journey to find humanity. The duo arrive at Ant Hole City, a popular marketplace for travelers to visit. Low on funds, Golem takes a job as a waiter at a restaurant owned by Kokalila, and Somali quickly befriends uh, Kokalila's son, Kikila. Uh, Visitors tell Golem that humans were rumored to be spotted on the other side of the desert. Um, Kikila wants to play with Somali outside, but Golem refuses. Um, the next day, Kokila's father asks Kikila and Somali to run some errands for him. Golem initially refuses before agreeing, agreeing to let her go. While taking a break, Somali breaks down and cries. She thinks Golem is trying to rush their journey and return Somali to humans as soon as possible. She doesn't want their journey to end. Hearing this, Kakila tells Somali of an ancient legend under the city that can grant travelers any wish they desire. 
the two travel underground in search of the wish-granting Yozami flowers. The two find a field of Yozami flowers. As Somali digs one up, she's attacked by a giant mushroom. Before the mushroom gets to her, it's shot by an arrow and flees. The shooter is a mysterious wolf demi-human who seems to have a bone to pick with Somali. Um, yeah, so that was the synopsis. Um, yeah, uh, what were you guys, uh, kind of impressions on this episode overall? Um, we can kind of, we can start with Justin. Well, uh, can you hear me? Yep. I'm just going to say that, uh, I don't know how I feel about this show anymore. It's, nah. it's, it's dragging. <laughs> it's just, it's really, really dragging. But I do like, I do like the progression of like, you know, we're talking about Gollum and how he's, actually showing emotion when he says he doesn't have any, but um, for episode three, it was cool when they were uh, going and looking for the flower and hopefully that the flower does uh, grant them the wish that they can like be together for longer and Golden doesn't die, but I don't know, man. I don't know. I thought it was going to be darker. It seems like it's very cutesy. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can see that. Um, yeah, I just thought it was gonna be different. Well, and you know we like I, we can kind of gather that the end the end is gonna be pretty intense. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. To your point, um. Things are pre- have been pretty wholesome so far. Yeah, a little a little too wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you want to see Somali cry so much? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I feel like because the first couple episodes, I thought we were going to, I thought we just had like an ominous feeling like something was bad was going to happen. But even like the end of episode three, I'm like, oh shit, what's going on? And then episode four happens. I'm like, oh, he's not bad. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Because I thought the Wolfman was definitely like somebody like bad, but no. Yeah, it's it's um it's hard to say four episodes in. I'm sure we'll get yeah. to darker stuff yeah. later as um kind of the reality of the situation sets in a little bit. Yeah. Um Yeah, uh X, what were your thoughts on episode three? Uh, <clears throat> uh I liked it actually. But I will say though the Anne Hill City that they're in now kind of reminds me of the last city they were in so mm. i kind of didn't really feel alive or like unique and it's um like the first one did but yeah. i do enjoy like the development of the golem now like he mm. is he started out like saying i have no feel like just say he's not we know he's not feeling but he's feeling mm-hmm. as we, as they go on their journey and I didn't think it'd like be a dark show, but I was thinking like when she was getting the flower, like she would be at least attacked or something. I didn't think the mushroom would be like taken out so easily. So <laughs> it was like a, um, what's the looking for? Like not a satisfactory moment, like in like oh my, I thought was gonna happen. I didn't, I wanted to get hurt, but it, I wanted something to, I wanted to be like the danger to be at least 
present a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dog man, he didn't really like give off a threatening vibe. Like he looked like somebody that was gonna like, like he's a mysterious type that doesn't talk much, but he's a good guy at heart. Mm-hmm. So that makes him got that thing off. But overall, I do like seeing how Somali is um, connect to the goal. Like, like she's that. Like she cares for him that much that she would want to be be with him forever. It's kind of cute because she's a kid. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. you don't get that. Much. They like you don't get that kind of real kid emotion like we're used to. So I thought it was, I thought it was good overall. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of cool to uh, see her, um, kind of her explanation for why, like she calls him. Uh, dad all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just neat to kind of see that, like, for her, like, like, like a dad, like the concept of a dad, like, it really doesn't, like, blood bonds don't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about, like, your actions. Yeah. And how you go about it. Um, which was sweet, like, it's very much uh, a kid, like how a kid would um, conceptualize that, I guess. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because, like, to this point, I mean, Golem really has been that uh, uh, father figure for her. Um, yeah. I, I enjoyed the episode. It was kind of cool to, you know, the characters in this world are so interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, Kikila and his family, like, they're like, like Shigura, I think is what they were called. Um, kind of just an interesting, almost like deer rabbit hybrid. Yeah. Uh, that was super cool. And I wonder if that's like, uh, based at all on some like Japanese um, or like Eastern a- Asian mythology or something like that, mm. um, and it's kind of cool to kind of uh, compare and contrast um, the way uh, Kokalila. Um, who was who the dad kind of um, practices like fatherhood compared to uh, like Golem. Yeah. We got to see some nice contrast there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, like I, I like the episode. It, it definitely kind of ended, ended on a bit of an ominous, um, an ominous note going into uh, episode three, but um, yeah. Do you guys have anything else to add about uh, three before we move on to four? Um, I don't think so. I think I pretty much did a nice little setup, like a little character development for Somali, and a little development for the Golem, and then it did like a nice. It did a good transition into the next one, like a. Gave a little suspense, but not, it wasn't like overly, it wasn't overdoing it just to. Yeah, for shock value. Shock value. 
Yeah. It's kind of fun to see, like, like Golem in his first day of the job kind of became, like, the best, like, yeah, waiter yeah. ever. Yeah, he's killing it. <laughs> his tips must be crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're near perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it was kind of going with um, X's comment on, like, I, I kind of agree that, like, like on the surface, like the the uh, like Ant Hill City, like it's very much. It's, it looks very similar to the city that we were in last, and I wonder if that was like intentional, sort of as like a contrast to the underground. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what did you guys think of kind of like the underground uh, world underneath the city? It was a nice. I don't know. I kind of feel like that should have been the main mm. area. It's called Ant Hill City, so I feel like it should have been underground at least. I mean, it doesn't make sense, but like, I think Ant Hill, I think like tunnels ants make. So I think it would have been like just a nice little, uh, it could, it could, it could represent the name of the place more. It just looked like, it just looked like a repeat of the old town. I'm like, what is, it's not really much to see here. It's kind of blandish. Yeah. <clears throat> what do you think, Justin? Um, I really don't have much to say about Ant Hill City. I just, like I said, I was just, it just dragged for me so much. I didn't even pay attention to like the the main city, but like I did like the underground where, where they were, like the forest area. Like that was very pretty. So. I like that more, and I was very I was attracted to that more than like the city. But other than that, yeah, I ain't paying attention to it. <laughs> <laughs> but I did like episode four though. So it's uh, a gorgeous ass show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Aaron Coute has joined us. Welcome, welcome. Hello, hello. All right. Yeah, it's a gorgeous ass show. And yeah. I, I I I kind of fuck with the pace of it. Like I going don't. In, <laughs> going in, I didn't expect. I didn't expect much in terms of like, you know, outright action. But I like the fact that each episode has me on suspense because I'm still waiting for my my nigga. Is that a human moment? You know. Oh yeah. Like that. I'm just waiting for some monster to just figure. I'll be like, oh shit, alive as human. My gosh, some shit like that or something. So, right. But it's been doing pretty good. I don't remember how many episodes you said it had, but twelve or thirteen. I can't remember offhand, it's, but one of those. So. It's moving kind of like the same way Gargantia did. Gargantia and the Verdurous Run, where it's kind of like there's lighthearted episodes, but we're still moving slowly through the plot. So I feel like episode ten shit's gonna kick into high gear. Damn. It's gonna end on like a wham moment where like, you know, oh no, Somali is lost down a well or some shit like that. <laughs> and be like Lassie. <laughs> yeah. Some endless well and then you know, he has to save her and he gives his life or something and then yeah. But I'm curious. Yeah, um what did you what were some of your impressions from uh, episode three, Aaron, like, um, 
like Dolan taking the job as a waiter and Somali wanting to find that flower and all that stuff. The waiter job was hilarious. I didn't, I didn't expect that. Like, that was a fucking swerve. I was like, of all the things we could have him doing, and he was pretty solid. He was good. Yeah. I, I mean, little we do know of him, I wasn't going to expect him to get that good at like customer service, but then again, a robot <laughs> would be perfect at that shit, so. And then. Would you- the flower journey was really cute. Reinforces how young she is. Ugh. Yeah. Would would you would you tip would you tip Golem if he if he was your server? Yeah. I've been yeah, a customer service. I mean, I don't know what the fuck he's gonna do with the tip. But I mean, <laughs> well, as a viewer, I know what he's gonna do with it. But if I was like, you know, a monster and I saw a Golem. I tip him, but I still want to know, like, hey, my man, what are you going to do with this tip? What the fuck? Why the fuck do you need to know that? <laughs> he's, a, he's a golem. What the, he don't eat. He's a robot. Maybe, maybe he'll buy, like, seeds or something to put in a forest or something. I'm just curious, man. Look, cause, look, not enough of these monsters that have questions. They just be they just be letting the shit roll by, you know? <laughs> that's, that's, true. Some that's some motherfucker that can kill in your movies. <laughs> you just you just you letting saw, this stranger roll by. And, and you saw he was the only person working. Why would you want to ask him questions? Leave him alone. He's the only person working. I'm like, leave what him the, alone. He's busy. Per, he's busy, but I'm the he's the only person working. Like, damn, I got your ass working. And nobody else. Nah, you being nosy, bro. Nah, man. <laughs> I'm just hard. I'd be like, hey, hey, you can do better than this, man. Come come work somewhere where you appreciate it. And Gollum would have cut, cut you off. He would have cut you off. So nah, well. I give him that sugar night pitch. <laughs> come, come that, to death row. Sugar, <laughs> yeah. If you don't want, if you don't want to be starving, working all alone, come to death row. And you know, could be, a, you know, could be a killer producer. Yeah. <laughs> so. um. If you guys are all set with episode three, we can kind of transition into episode four. Yes, sir. All right. All right, then. So, um, I didn't have time to uh, write up kind of a synopsis of this, but um, I can kind of just uh, skim through it. Um, yeah, like episode three ended with uh, Scary Wolfman uh, standing yeah. over with Somali. And that was perfect. Yeah. And we uh, come to find out uh, he's actually uh, uh, Kikila's, like, uh, uh, master. He, he called him Master uh, Muthrika. And he's uh, yeah. he's part of this this team that kind of just oversees the underground area. They're kind of like, the kind of like, like park rangers or something. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of a twist. Yeah. He's a cop. <laughs> so I don't trust him. But. I mean, it kind of makes sense. He kind of gives you like that, uh, like authoritative, like Nick Fury, Agents of Shield slash like Danny Glover and Lethal Weapon. Yeah, like, he, he really is too old. I'm I'm t- I'm tired of this <laughs> shit. Like. <laughs> you could tell, like he went, he just felt that malaise as the episode went on. So yeah. Far. 
yeah. Um, so we find out that he's not really a bad guy after all. He's just kind of scary looking. Yeah. Um, the flower that Somali picked uh. dies because it wasn't nutrient rich enough. Um, yep. Yeah, kind of tells her that um, um, there's bigger there's bigger trees down here that um, she can find, um, but it's dangerous down there and. Um, he tries to take them up to the surface, but she refuses. Yeah. Um, really wants that flower. So, uh, Muthrika, being the nice guy that he is, um, decides to take them on a journey to find a, uh, a suitable flower. Um, yeah. And, uh, so they go on the journey and they find the tree. With the flowers, she picks it. Everything's all hunky dory, and then, of course, um, something has to go wrong. Um, Naturally, yeah. Um, so a suchi, a suchi lizard um, that was guarding the tree uh, came out and confronted uh, Somali, um, and instead of getting rid of her. Uh, the Suchi lizard kind of takes one hard look at her and uh, uh, decides to leave. Hmm. Uh, what did you guys think about that scene? I mean, it kind of like it, it seemed like the Suchi lizard kind of uh, empathized with Somali. Mm-hmm. Uh, we yeah. saw the little mini Suchi lizards trickle out of her um, that, you know, showed us that she's oh. a parent. Oh, okay. I just like summarize it. I feel like the whole. Li- lizard uh playing some on I think was kinda weird because I feel like there should have been at least some kind of aggression. Hmm. Somali was an intruder in their territory. So I feel like just because Somali said, I want to save my dad or whatever, it shouldn't have turned off some aggression. I get that the scene was supposed to be like cute because the lizard was a mom and it can like understand her feelings or whatever. But I kind of wanted something more because the dog, the dog man was going to like move in to protect her. And I kind of wanted to see what he can do because <laughs> he is mm-hmm. like a seer of that area mm-hmm. or like he was trained to like, um, protect that area. So it's like, I wasn't expecting like some shonen type battle, yeah. but I wanted just, just some like, you want to, you want to see some park ranger shit. Yeah, just like, I just want to see what he can do. Yeah. And just see, like, what the creatures of this world can do when they're, like, aggressive or territorial. I don't know. I just feel like it could have been a, the creature could have been explored a little bit better than besides being a, um, understanding mob. But overall, other than that, I did, enjoy, I did say awe afterwards because it was, like, a touching scene overall. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. What, what did you think, Aaron? Uh, I kind of agree with the X on that, but I also thought maybe he like recognized Somali since he's one, he fought in the war, but that never really came up. Though I did like his conversations with the Golem. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Towards the towards the end, yeah. And uh, about the Lizzie thing, I kind of got the whole emotional gravitas from it. 
but I still would have preferred, like, maybe the lizard said something, even though it seemed more of a beast than, say, the Madrika did. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. And then Golem had an optimal parenting line in there. There's no replacement for you, Somali. Oh, I know. That shit was smooth. That was yeah. Smooth. yeah. So I, I can always... Cool. I can always make some more money, but I can't replace you. I was like, damn, that's, that's a good father. And yeah. then the heartbreaking part, I will be unable to travel with you any longer. Yeah. And that just reminded me of the robot. Like he just dropped that horribly emotional shit right there. Like, damn. Damn, man. Right. Don't yeah, me, like... Though. Don't just say that shit, man. Yeah, um, uh, Somali succeeded in getting that flower, um, after all, all of that, um, and she brought it back to, to Golem, um, and wanted to tell him about it, but, um, Golem was worried about her. She, she didn't come back when she said she was going to come back, so he kind of mm-hmm. brushed her off. And, uh, he was upset with her. Um, she ran away crying. And then we later find out that, uh, she was sick just kind of from over exhaustion, like all the traveling and, and whatnot. Um, so like another cool <coughs> parenting moment, like we see like a visibly like upset, uh, golem, like run out into town in the middle of the night to, um, uh, get, medicine for her and he spends their like entire earnings on this medicine mm-hmm. uh, to kind of nurse her back to health and they yeah. kind of have uh that heart-to-heart conversation yeah um, and yeah what aaron was alluding to um she made somali made golem promise uh to be with her forever and he said yes but you know as as we already know um, he has a year and some days. Yeah. <laughs> so. Forever, never seen it that long until you're gone. Yeah. To quote Andre Benjamin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, what did you guys think of the kind of the back half of the that episode? You know, um, um, their heart to heart conversation. Uh, even their talk with, uh, even his talk with, uh, Luthrika, uh, who, who's had experience with golems and knows that, uh, golem is kind of at the end of his rope. Well, uh, I like the fact that golem was actually acting like a real dad, you know, how he was like super stern, you know, like not showing any emotion. Even when Somali was like, I got this for you. And he was like, I don't give a fuck about that. You weren't here on time. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how, like, some dads act. You know, they act like matter-of-factly. And then he uh he only showed emotion when he found out it was almost too late. You know, she was sick. And now he's like, oh, my God. I've been, you know, stressing this little girl out. So that was yeah. like my favorite part of the uh, maybe all four of these episodes, seeing him like have that transition and having that having that like uh, that realization that he needs to like calm down and chill out. I like that a lot. 
Huh. What did you think, X? Sorry, what's the question? <laughs> um, just kind of uh, your thoughts on uh, Somali and Golem's like heart-to-heart conversation and um, the conversation that Golem has with like Mufusa at the end. Mm. Overall, I liked it. I think my favorite part was probably um, just seeing Golem like sh- go against what he said before, like him not showing emotion, but he's showing emotion and like, trying to yeah. get, I try to just like save Somali. I like that part a lot because I was like, oh, he's not a robot. He's, he's got, <laughs> this nigga got feelings. He got feelings. I think what I also liked was um the dog man mentioning like how he spoke to a golem beforehand. So it's it's kind of cool, like knowing like I don't know. I I feel like the golems are like a rare species in this world, almost because they're like in the forest and they're not like very social species. So I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna. It kind of makes gives some intrigue about them. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, yeah, yeah. Going along what Aaron was saying earlier, I swear when uh, when Muthrika <laughs> brought uh, Golem into the alley, like I I was ready for it. Like I was ready for him to say that like he knew that uh, Somali was a human. Did any of you guys get that? Uh, impression? No. Initially? Mm, no, I think it'll be, I think when that reveal happens, it'll be like, with Somali in danger, or like someone in, like, that they previously met, they get it out, or something. I think that cat will come back. And like, hey, nigga, we know you got a human. <laughs> I think that cat will come back and just like snitch on her. <laughs> They're gonna be like, y'all, y'all fool everybody else but me. I know y'all else was a human. Then Luthurka's gonna come by and just like bark at him and he's gonna start crying. <laughs> hey, I almost forgot that she was, you know, that was a secret, you know, when he went out to the doctor and he couldn't oh, tell yeah. him, he couldn't tell him that he needed like a human, like kind of medicine. <laughs> so he was like, I need all clans medicine. <laughs> <laughs> They gotta sift through the shit. He was like, like, bro, I cannot tell you everything. <laughs> Doctor, like, what is this man doing? Yeah. Man, actually, this fucked up. Training how to make medicine in the first place? Like episode two? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we also gotta remember, she's like, what, five? Something. Yeah, but I thought that he learned medicine yeah. in like, different ways I, thought uh, I think he he did he did learn but i i guess like in my head like i guess he didn't have the like materials necessary like a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. was in whatever forest they were in and i would you would think that he would have brought some with him on the journey um, he doesn't he doesn't seem like the type to learn how to vary for like children what exactly? Well, we don't know how long it's been like in the series since uh, 
in between episodes like uh two and three as well like mm-hmm. they went from that forest area to kind of like a desert area um and just like between episodes two and three so um it could it could have been like weeks yeah um, of time in between there um, and also we don't know what kind of you know, potions or medicines he taught him. Cause didn't Somali just have a knee injury at first? Yeah. So. Yeah. Like maybe he didn't get taught like all kinds of sicknesses, like with like fevers and stuff like that, you know. He probably learned battlefield shit at most sometimes. Yeah. Just... Cause if, if, they, if it came so down to it, he could like whip some shit up in the kitchen. <laughs> Cooking in the lab. Yeah. <laughs> with his with his herbs, yeah. He that like nigga cooking. <laughs> um. Yeah, this this episode kind of really reminded me why uh the series is labeled like like a sign-in mm-hmm. or seinen. Uh, you know, like. Like Sainan are are marketed towards like adults, and there are so many um uh like uh like adult like themes in this series, like in terms of you know um uh, like like parental themes and like mm-hmm. what being a parent is supposed to be um or supposed to mean, I guess like like yeah like like people think like uh, Sainan and they think like blood and guts and like sex and stuff but there's way more to to Sainan's than that and this show's a great example of that I feel like that seriousness yeah um so yeah I mean um kind of episode four in the books what do you guys um what are your guys maybe initial thoughts of uh the next episode looks like we're gonna uh meet some uh more like in- interesting looking characters. I don't think I watched the preview for that one. I think I just skipped it because I didn't want to look. Yeah. What, was think, it, what was it again? Look like I can't remember. I, I can't remember if they were like like bird people. Uh oh. Or like. <sighs> kind of. I think they were bird people. Oh, birds of meaner. They might be a little assholeish. <laughs> Justin's just holding on the hope for some like a little peckish action. A little bit of action, man. A little bit, yeah. So I mean, be, that'll be interesting. I think they're gonna be very uh, rude. That's probably the rudest group we'll meet. Yeah. I don't know about any like deliberate action, but there's gonna be something. Some bombs dropped. Yeah, I mean we're approaching the halfway point of the series, um, and it seems like, and yeah, like we know they're gonna they're gonna be sticking around Ant Hole City for a while, like, um, so Golem can uh, continue working. It's interesting that he's like, um, you know, with the development from episode four, like he's decided to kind of slow down. The journey process. Mm-hmm. It's about the journey, not the 
And it's about getting there. Not there. Yeah. I think that's what he's starting to figure out, I think. Yeah. It's kind of weird, too, since he's on, like, a time limit. He decided to, like, slow down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, he's so invested in um, returning her to people. But my whole thing is, is like, unless, <laughs> like, unless they're, like, he finds her actual parents, which is like unlikely. Like, who's to say something else awful might happen when he returns her to humans? Uh, right. Yeah, because she was. Turns out they turns out they sold her. Right. Get this little bitch away from me, or some shit like that. Wow, that'd be so heartbreaking. Just, <laughs> it's just awful. <laughs> like, that's just how that's just how the series ends. Like, she's like sold into slavery again. That'll be terrible, bro. <laughs> that would be the worst. We'd have to fight somebody. Like, oh. right, who created this show? We gotta fight. <laughs> what kind of sick shit? But yeah, like another thing that I kind of find interesting, you know, like we're four episodes in, and uh. After meeting like so many different like demi humans, like whatever like the truth is, like I feel like it's gonna be one of those things where like it's gonna send home the like like the message that like uh, like not every like demi human and not every human is this like terrible thing. Mm-hmm. Like it it seems like. Like humans probably hate demi humans, and demi humans obviously don't like like humans. Like so far, the story has been like biased in favor of of the demi humans, but we'll probably learn that um, uh, like some demi humans probably did some sketchy shit, uh, like in the past too. You know, when you're the victor, you can write whatever you want. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Boy, he was the dumbest shit. No. <laughs> but I mean, seeing the dummy humans there, they're not as bright, though. As bright? They're not as, uh, they seem like pretty average knowledge wise. Oh, yeah. There's not, like, it doesn't seem like when humans got wiped out, it started making me think, you know, we did it to our damn selves. I, yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Like, until we really get that side of it, yeah, we just don't have, like, the information. We don't have all the information in front of us yet. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like at the end of the show somehow, like, even when Golem, like, goes away, like, I just have a feeling it's gonna be one of those things where, like, maybe, like, a chipped off piece of his, like, like, the armor part of his body, like, stays and she, like, keeps it, like, as, like, a necklace or something like that. Memento. Yeah. 
that way that way his promise would always be true like he would always like technically like be there he would that'd be thing honestly i I would accept that yeah that's unlikely do you got do you guys feel like um uh We'll probably see a situation where like Golem is like forced to to tell her like what's going on with him. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I want it to happen. You can't hide, you can't hide that shit. He's like he's like every anime nigga would cough, basically. <laughs> like you can keep coughing, but eventually you'll cough up blood in front of the main character. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dad, why did your arm fall off? Yeah. Nothing, just just a cold. Yeah, <laughs> just a cold. Just a flesh wound. Is that a flesh wound? Damn, you ain't even got no fucking organs anymore. <laughs> He's breaking apart. <laughs> I'm I'm good. I'm good. Right, telling all the side characters that he breaking apart won't tell her. <laughs> Everybody else said, like, damn man, you looking fucked up. You looking rough. Yeah, dog, I only got a few days left to live. Meanwhile, Somali, I'll always be with you forever and ever. When three can like this nigga. Everybody else like, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Defy forever. <laughs> um, yeah, do you guys, uh, have any more thoughts or observations on episode before, episode four before we move on to our uh, recommendations? No, sir. I kind of like how it continues showing us a bit of how this new world is and how it came to be in the scenery. Like, it's clearly different from, you know, a modern world like ours. But you see elements of, like, the previous world and everything. And there's more show, don't tell. It's kind of like what Kipo in the Age of the Wonder Beast did. Yeah. Um, it was cool learning more about like the underground uh, like world I mean, yeah. it seems like it's pretty vast mm-hmm. yeah. well cool yeah we'll just uh, move on to our last segment of the of the day um, oh shit oh shit it's our uh, anime manga uh, recommendations, uh, where we just, um, give you a few of, uh, some, like, uh, series that we would, uh, recommend to you guys and think you'd enjoy. Um, we can start with, uh, Justin. Um, what are some things that you would recommend to members? Uh, I would recommend Banana Fish to everybody. So at least oh, give it a shot. That's good. Yeah. Can you uh, give us kind of just a brief synopsis of uh, Banana Fish for folks? So it starts off with this character named Eji. He is in Japanese, a Japanese uh, transfer student, and he goes to visit like his mentor, and he goes to um, the U.S. and he happens to just run into this guy named Ash, and Ash is a fucking hot shot. He's a badass. He's a gang leader with a lot of fucking troubles in his past and you just follow them and it's like a shit show, but it's, it's a great show. 
it's a really entertaining show. Yeah. It has a lot of like characters that you'll love, a lot of characters that you'll hate. Like it's like plenty of action. It's and it's just something from the norm, like of even from a romance standpoint, because they have a lot of representation of LGBT uh Q plus characters and shit like that. So it's something that I think anybody should watch. And it's it's a show that I like because I think it could be adapted into a live action show and it could like work perfectly. So yeah. I um, always recommend that shit to anybody. Dope. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, uh, what are some wrecks that you have? Uh, well, for the fake granddaughter crew, <laughs> I'd recommend, like, if, you, if you're interested in Enkidu and seeing where he comes from, I'd read Fake Strange Fake, where it was an April Fool's joke. By the whole Nazi crew and stuff. Because basically, a bunch of mages in America try to make their own thing, Holy Grail War, but they fuck up. So it's like a bootleg Grail War. And Enkidu is one of the false servants coming. So, there's a whole lot of fuckery going on with people trying to find folks in the false Holy Grail War, and then there's the real Grail War servants coming. And for the first time, it has a saber who's not a saber face. What? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. We need saber faces. Yeah, <laughs> we do. Yeah. But I think it was pretty I'm interesting. Because uh, <laughs> while in the show, he was, he was, but he wasn't. Here is, it's the real deal. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, him being included in Fate Grand Order was kind of like a, I guess a homage, like a lot of the choices. So that was pretty neat. Also, hmm, forgot. Oh yeah, no, I remember. Let's see. It's, I gotta recommend it again. Just cause. Blade of the Immortal. <laughs> okay. Like, you want a mature look at like the sliding scale of morality and good and evil. The show is pretty good at that. Especially with the fact it makes you care about folks that would generally be perceived as antagonists. And like folks like Ronnie Kenshin, but this delves into the moral side of things more than Ronnie Kenshin did. Like Kenshin did alright with that. But we kinda had Shisho clearly painted as the bad guy. Like this nigga was burning buildings, killing people. Trying to overtake the government by murdering niggas. Yeah. Man, dude, this guy who killed a bunch of people because he thought it was the right thing to do and he starts to try and figure out what the right thing to do is and isn't. And he's pitted against folks who've done the wrong things but try to see themselves as good and you can understand where some of these folks come from. So, it gives y'all that loss of gorgeous action. Mm-hmm. Like, the fight scene was just really beautiful carnage. And now they carried over a neat trick that they did in the manga, where, like, a fight scene would happen, and it would be, like, spectacular art. So that was a cool thing to see, animated. So, yeah, I'd recommend that. You gonna recommend that every week? Hell yeah. I don't mind. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to know. It's a, but I said it's got probably one of the few villains that people will talk about 
Lawler Griffith has completely fucked up. Like, this man got no redeeming qualities. <laughs> this nigga ate his own dog. Oh, no. And fed it to a girl. Just to fuck with her. You're about to uh, get PETA on this uh, anime. <laughs> I mean, he's the worst. <laughs> I think you show Tucker. Show Tucker should get PETA, too. <laughs> I mean, it could happen. Oh, shit. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, Dope. Um, X, uh, what are some, what are some things you'd recommend to members? Uh, I got like two. <clears throat> uh, first one, Inspector. Just mm. pretty much. It's late. They call it a love romance mystery series, so. It's kind of true. Uh, you got this main girl, uh, Kotoko, who is basically a god of wisdom. So, for some reason, she got taken to this, uh, like a spirit world or whatever, and she lost her eye, her right eye, and her left leg to become a goddess. And now she, she can, like, talk to spirits or whatever, and she comes across this guy, what's his name? Kuro, and for some reason, like, spirits are scared of him, and he eats, he, like, ate the meat of a merman, and it's like, he's like a mortal. And oh, so, Kotoko's, like, in love with him because they met one time. <laughs> wow, that's a weird mystery series where, like, with ghosts and stuff involved. It's funny, it's, it can be serious, but it's also kind of funny. Um, second one is keep your hands off. Keep your hands uh, off. Aizuken? Aizuken, yeah. If you, like, if you really like anime, that stuff that's for you because it's pretty much what I'm guessing most uh, people in manga do or manga or like. It's like three girls. They're like Ed and Eddie in a way. Like they want to make their own anime, so they go through <laughs> to make their own uh, anime club. Uh, you see them go through the process of making an anime. You got per- someone, one person doing like storyboard storyboards, another person doing the, the what is it, the animation um, part of it, and then you got my favorite person, who I don't know her. Is it Kanamori? Uh, yeah, Kanamori. Like she's the one that like does the funding, or whatever. Yeah, she's the executive producer. Do stuff. Um, and they just they actually got a new episode out like tonight. So I'm gonna watch that. But I do like that they show the process and the result. Like the yeah, that's the one where the versus tank was really cool, even though it's like really simplistic. So it's like it's like cool things come together. And I like that. So it's it's really fun. It's not like showing it, which is like really like a slice of life kind of adventure yeah. comedy type of thing. It's really fun if you want to like chill out and just get a good laugh or two in. And last one for now is Bungo Stray Dogs. Like if you haven't watched watched that already. Oh man. Yeah. Do you have time to watch it? Just watch it. Yeah, I gotta watch season three. Hell yeah. 
Oh shit, I just realized I'm not gonna recommend that everybody loves. What? What's that? Far Sector by N.K. Jemison. So you got a black sci-fi author writing about a black Green Lantern in space. It's a perfect match. Is this the is this the woman? Yes. The black woman? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So John and Mulane, she's a Green Lantern on the edge of space in the farthest part of the galaxy. Her thing is she's working on the first murder case in centuries in a civilization where there's no emotion. So it's kind of like iRobot in space. Yeah. And it's been pretty good, each issue. Like, it makes you kind of wish it was bi-monthly instead of just monthly. Because for someone who's gone from, like, writing science fiction novels to comic books, she's probably one of the best novelists I've read as a comic book writer. And that's a little bar there because Brian Meltzer was the one. He was trash. So fuck that dude. But you like? She, oh, sorry. Did, Keep going. No, no. But she, she had a lot of good notes in only three issues. Like, it's been consistent work. That's what's up. Yeah, we could uh, uh, encourage uh, folks to read more uh, American comics too, because I mean, mm, there's a lot of good special. stuff out there. Especially with black folks writing and on the art. Yeah. So you get some proper looking black folks. Yeah. And that, and that every nigga got, you know, a fade. <laughs> that taper? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that comic book black guy taper. <laughs> that, uh, that, uh, Emmy Alter. Uh, that is Harrison that Brown. is not Cheryl Emia. That is Simon Phoenix. <laughs> that is Simon. That is Wesley Snipes' cop plan. Is Emia? I don't. I don't care who says this. That's, I don't know who the fuck that was. <laughs> that is not Cheryl Emia, and the gang is a bullshit answer. Oh, that's, he's changed because you know that's his magic. No, that's a whole ass nigga. That's a whole. Yeah. Nigga. No, it's true. He's the first Japanese. First Japanese character ever to like transcend and become a black person. This is Shantae Emmy. I don't care what y'all say. Shantae. <laughs> first of all, I got a place with man Shantae. See, first of all, <laughs> his whole lineup is different. No spiky <laughs> anime hair. He's blonde. I'm. I'm just like you know what. I'm kind of glad the fake Grand Order didn't get to, like, you know, further than Geronimo. Because I'm really afraid of what they would have done. Well, did did you see, um, uh, I think, uh, I think it was Funimation. I can't remember who, but, um, they changed, uh, Emiya's uh, skin tone. They, they lightened it. Yeah, to uh, look more like Archer, which... Makes a lot more sense, because, oh no, he lost himself more, so he turns darker. Mm. Y'all niggas been thinking of the connotations there? I'm seeing it. <laughs> like, like. Well, cause, right, cause, well, cause he's like, he's like black, like. Just, he's a black, whole nigga. black. That's a whole nigga. Yeah. <laughs> and like, in the game, we got like, Ku Alter, and we don't suddenly see a black ass Ku Klan. 
don't see a black ass. We don't see a black ass help. No. <laughs> even with, with Alter Saber, she just wears some weird like lingerie lingerie shit. Which, yep. considering Nasu's leanings early on as like date sim writer of games, makes sense. I mean, it's terrible, but it makes sense. Right. But she's how doesn't become a black woman. <laughs> so. <laughs> so while there's cool stuff I like about Fate Grand Order, that kind of bugs me. And then. Geronimo and uh, Custer being cordial. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, nah, Geronimo should want to take his fucking head off. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to get it too off topic. Yeah, but no, it's fine, but, well, because there's a lot of that stuff. Like, there's tons of characters in that verse who should like, hate each other, but don't, like, like, um, like, Saber shouldn't, um, like, I, I get that, I guess, since he's, like, part of, like, like, he's a Lancer, so he's part of, like, the, like, a knightly, like, class, but, but, um, crap, I can't remember the name of, uh, the Lancer from Fate Zero. Oh, I know but, you're talking about Diarmud, He's he's French and she's English and back then that just means instantaneous uh, hatred. Oh no, you mean Caster? Because Lancer was another Scottish dude, and so Caster was the French dude in Gilly. Oh no! So I, I was talking about the Lancer, but like they, okay. I still don't think that they would have liked each other because they oh, were still, no. yeah. Um, but sometimes that. The adaptation they take work for me, and sometimes they're a little confusing. Mm. Well, like, like I like their version of Karna. Oh, in Apocrypha. Yeah. 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 No, Karna's great. Do you think it'll be more entertaining if it was like more historically accurate? For some uh, characters. Uh. N- not sometimes. I mean, like, as far as like the gender bending stuff goes, like I think they made the right move because honestly, I like that. No, I do like history. That. History is like mostly written about like ninety five percent dudes. Yeah. Like, unfortunately, yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't mind and, to say and that. The, and they do a pretty good job of like choosing which which characters to gender bend. Yeah, like we don't we don't see the with titties. Yeah, well, and like some of them, like you could kind of make the case where, um, like, like the way the way they write it, write it, like da, da Vinci, like Da Vinci wanted to be summoned in the image of like the, the Mona Lisa because yeah. that was his idea of true beauty. Yeah, yeah, so. He became a woman. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then, like, like with a lot of like legend stuff, like it's more open to like interpretation. Yeah, Gilgamesh. Yeah. Like Who, Jack the Ripper, being from Mesopotamia, should not be as blonde as he is. Right. That nigga should be tanned at least. Yeah. But I mean, 
like, anime pretty boys for you though. Yeah, I was gonna say like uh Magi was like guilty of that. Oh yeah. hell yeah. The final ease from the dark continent. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, I guess I guess uh I'll give my uh recommendation. Um I'm gonna recommend to folks uh uh Simfo Gear. Uh, <laughs> you've probably seen yeah. me uh posting clips lately. That was, it was kind of spontaneous how it happened, but it's a good show, so I definitely recommend it. Um, it's a uh, it's a magical girl series, um, but it's kind of unique because um, these girls, their simfo gear, the armor that they wear, it's powered by like music. So, like, their songs are what gives them strength um, to defeat their enemies. Um, so it's kind of cool, like, to to get some uh, music um, involved in the show. Um, and it's also uh, surprisingly, like, dark. Like, yes, very. You know, uh, like, the stereotype magical girl, like, everything's, like, cute and there's action, but there's not, like, like blood and guts and stuff. Um, but Simpo Gear gets pretty, pretty dark and pretty intense pretty often. Um, so it's not what you would typically expect from a, a match. So, um, I would definitely recommend it. I'm with it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, um, I think that about uh, that about does it uh, for this week's episode. Unless there's anything you, you guys would like to add before we uh, wrap things up. Uh, nah, I just you got a point about it being dark. <laughs> like super dark, like kind of dark to where you're like uncomfortable. Like what the fuck? Because you're so yeah. not used to that type of shit. You're like, what the hell are they doing? It's like, I love dark, gritty, gory anime, but then when you see little girls. You're like, chill out, whoa. Like, getting their arms ripped off, eating off, stabbed, all that type of shit. I'm just like, ah, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess it should be, we should be done with Somali about this time, but Uzumaki should be coming soon this year. Oh yeah, the uh Junji Ito stuff. We gotta watch that. We gotta watch that. And it's coming to cut Adult Swim. What? Yeah. That was, that was a surprise. Yeah, Adult Swim pulled that finesse that shit. I mean like, it's, it's a good move, you know, outside of Japan. I mean, uh he's pretty famous in like the like art like department obviously mm-hmm. but yeah. as far as main mainstream like like american audience like western audience um um i feel like having it on adult swim will really increase his uh exposure hell yeah and it's gonna be it's gonna be fucking magnanimous to see people who've never watched it just get creeped the fuck out i'm gonna love it seeing it exposed to a whole new group of people I'm not gonna be anything while watching it, but yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's not that's not advised. <laughs> well, perfect. Um, I think that does it for us this week. Uh, thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Um, I'm Max. Uh, joined by uh, Xavier, Justin, and Aaron today, and uh, we look forward to seeing you guys soon. Bye, man. Another one in. Thank you.